Welcome back in to Main Street Sports today. Speaking of highschoolofficials.com, we'll have Bernard Childress on the show tomorrow. We plan to have Bernard Childress on the show. We, we have tomorrow. scheduled the, the coach. Yes. <laughs> Ho- hopefully that will come to fruition. Because it's been a while since we've had him on. That's right. So Tito yeah, We've got some things we need to catch up on. No doubt. <laughs> including high school officials. So anyway, we will hopefully talk to Tito Bustle Executive Director tomorrow. Today, though, we will talk with Belmont men's basketball coach Casey Alexander whose program is getting ready to end one era and begin another and looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Coach, how are you? How, how's offseason been treating you? Hey, I'm great. Uh, offseason is underway. You guys are in the gym right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, and uh, and I have a lot of I have a lot of opinions on on officials. By the way, if you need if you need my opinions, <laughs> I, you're the reason why we're short officials, Coach Alexander. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of respect for those guys, man. They work hard, and uh, man, they take a beating. That they do, they do take a beating. Now, some of those we, beatings we are do. deserved. We but, do. We do take beatings, Mo. Speak for yourself. No, <laughs> nobody beats me. Even Not for the, long, anyway. Even at the tenue level, Coach. It, it's, it's rough out there for us. <laughs> Casey, um, there's a lot we could talk to you about, but as Chris alluded, one of the things that we have to talk to you about, um, there will be a different letter in Belmont's conference affiliation next year going from the OVC to the MVC. Um, how excited are you about going to, as they refer to it, the Valley? Right. Yeah, excited. You know, I mean, I think it's a great step for Belmont. Uh, certainly a new challenge for all of our teams. But, uh, you know, men's basketball has a, have a, has a tougher road to hoe, um, without a doubt. It's going to be um, a real challenge. Uh, that league got a ton of tradition. Uh, second oldest league in the country. You know, a lot of teams. Six, since the year 2000, they've had six different schools go to the Sweet 16. Um, you know, a lot of success. I think, I think the league has won 12 out of its last 14 first-round games in the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, a lot of schools that are committed to winning, and, and we'll have to get better. But I think we can do it. Yeah, you know, going from the OVC, which has been over the last – five or six years, a really good basketball conference. I mean, when you think of the likes of Murray State and what Jacksonville did a couple of years ago, and, I mean, the, the OVC, Austin P as well, I think it's it's a good conference, but the Missouri Valley is a lot different and going into a whole different area of the country to the Bradleys and the Drakes – and, you know, that sort of thing. Northern Iowa, et cetera. Creighton. Uh, it gets a little crazy. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, and that's part of the change. I mean, the OVC for us has been great. It's been largely a bus league. Well, it has been entirely a bus league, but <laughs> largely on the same day. Literally, a lot of our games, we just drive up and back the same way the high schoolers do it. So. Uh, we won't have that luxury anymore. Uh, you know, I think the biggest difference, the OVC is a great league. Uh, there are no bad ones. I mean, Division One basketball is tough. Uh, 
but I think the commitment level from the top of the league to the bottom of the league in the Missouri Valley is where we'll see the biggest differences. Uh, you know, just the competitiveness of each team in the league and much more difficult to win road games, for example. So, um, so yeah, we got a lot to learn and uh, travel will be a big part of that. And we'll, we'll take charter flight on occasion for the first time ever in our history. Um, you know, naturally, the you know the budgets and so forth will have to be expand, uh, expanded to, to a significant degree. So, a lot of changes on the horizon. I'm fascinated, Casey, as I look at the makeup of the Missouri Valley Conference. As again, Chris Chris mentioned some of the teams, but you know, Northern Iowa, Missouri State, Drake, Loyola, Bradley, Southern Illinois, Valpo, Illinois State, Indiana State, and Evansville. Um, I mean your fans are going to have to become familiar with a lot of these teams because obviously you've not seen them. Um, does that bring excitement? Does that dull things down because of that lack of familiarity? I'd say a little of both. I mean, newness is always good, you know, a fresh perspective and new teams coming into the curve event center, you know, and I think they'll quickly see, I think everybody wants to see good teams and better basketball. So I think they'll see that the product on a, on a daily basis is worth coming for, you know, but there is a learning curve uh, with new players, coaches, teams, styles, rivalries, that sort of thing. One of the reasons why, you know, Murray State going into the Missouri Valley with us will be helpful. We, we maintain that rivalry and that connection, uh, you know, so we, we keep things the same to some degree, at least as, as far as our, you know, most notable opponent, uh, but we've got some, some new ones on the horizon as well. Well, you know, and that was going to be part of my next question was how important was it for Murray State to continue uh, to be in that, that conference with you? Because you guys have – I mean, you guys have been the class of the Ohio Valley Conference for years and years. And, you know, it's – that is – that's been the rivalry for a long time. So it, it – kind of being able to keep that has to be a positive for you guys. And, and you know, obviously keeping somebody, at least somebody nearby. <laughs> close yeah, close enough yeah, anyway. And yeah, and there's some, you know, there are some schools. I mean, you know, Evansville's only two and a half hours away. Southern Illinois is only three hours or so away. Indiana State's only three and a half hours away. You know, so there's, there's some that are still drivable and bus distance, and, you know, and, and by conference standards definitely close you know it's just we've got some some farther away than we're used to as well but you know murray is you know murray has been a great rival since belmont joined the ovc 10 years ago uh that's been a great rivalry we've one of us has finished first in the league every one of those 10 years belmont finished seven no belmont has finished first seven of those 10 years and murray the other three uh one of us has won the conference tournament i think eight out of those 10 years uh you know a lot of great head-to-head games so it's it was great that it worked out that way. When we made the move back in the summer, uh, Murray State wasn't even on the radar. So it really, we made the move without any thought or concern of whether or not they would be going with us. Um, but as it turns out, um, due to Loyola Chicago leaving and going to the A-10, Murray was able to grab that last spot, as well as University of Illinois Chicago. We'll, we'll be the three new members. One member going out, Loyola Chicago. And then in North Chicago, Murray State, someone coming in. Interesting. Speaking of change, though, Coach, it's not just the teams and and schedule that will change. That roster of yours is certainly going to be a little different as you lose five graduate students, including Moose 
and Grayson Murphy. In in fact, Casey, when when Chris was saying the the end of an era, I was <laughs> less thinking about the conference move, and I was more thinking about former Independence guard Grayson Murphy finally stepping out of the program. I mean, that's um that that young man has been able to get a lot done during his career at Belmont. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, and the timing for us going to the Valley is, is not good as far as uh, what we're losing and having to, you know, having to replace those guys. I wish, um, I wish we would have been lined up a little bit better, but yeah, five seniors, um, all fifth year guys, all of them will, all of them graduated last May and they'll all have their NBA at the end of this summer, you know, so highly accomplished guys and guys that have added a lot to the program and, you know, none of them more than Nick Uzinski and Grayson Murphy, those two guys. Between the two of them, I guess they have seven all-conference honors. Grayson was the defensive player of the year two different times. Um, you know, so they've given a lot to this program. And, and they're not going to be replaced. I mean, we'll have to find another way to be good because we're not going to have anybody as good as either one of those guys next year. Well, I think everybody in this room, Casey, has signed off on at least one of your incoming freshmen because Jacoby Gillespie – Mm. is special talk about a steal yeah we're excited about it um you know he, he had an unbelievable senior year he's had an unbelievable high school career i mean you look at what greenville's done you know on the gridiron the last two years um, came up a little short this year but had a heck of a team and season and then back-to-back state championships and he's he's clearly been the leader of both of those teams he's a special athlete he's a great kid um you know and, and we fully expect him to come in here and make a difference right away. Um, that's our expectation. It, it doesn't always happen just quite as easily as you think it should, but, but he's got all the talent, and um, we're really excited about him. Former Brentwood Academy quarterback Casey Alexander likes those multi-sport guys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I've told a lot of people, Mo, over the years, that probably my biggest claim to fame is being Brentwood Academy's worst quarterback <laughs> of all time. You know, <laughs> I think that might be me. <laughs> we had some great teams. We had some great teams, but um, but that's about all I can say for my quarterback. Well, I, I will say this, Casey. If that is accurate, it's only by, you know, by elimination because they had so many studs at that spot. <laughs> and I, and I, I would not say that, but, but I'll, you know. I'll let you self-assess anyway. Um, (laughs) Shifting gears, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you, what do you think about this Final Four? I mean, for all of the expected unpredictability of this NCAA tournament, the teams that you've got in New Orleans for the Final Four are completely expected and, and totally unexpected at the same time almost. No, I totally agree. I mean, you, you know, you think about, you know, three traditional blue bloods in Duke and Carolina and Kansas, and then Villanova has been as good as any program in the country over the last ten years. And so, you know, there's, it's, you know, it's not any surprise at all that they could find themselves in the Final Four. But, you know, I and I think we had seven members, maybe, of our family, my immediate family, my brothers and friends, whatever, fill out brackets, and literally not one of us had any of these four teams in the Final Four. So, and, you know, and uh, it's and funny. That, that tells you a little bit about our, yeah, about, you know, our intellect, but at the same time, it's just, you know, everybody likes Gonzaga, everybody likes, you know, Arizona, and then you had the Purdue's and the Auburn's and the Iowa's and a lot of teams out there that, that looked better positioned for a Final Four run than these guys did, but here they are. 
Well, we, we talked to Joe Rexroad uh, earlier this week, and you know, this is the most blue blood Final Four in the history of time, and yet and nobody, nobody expected it. it. <laughs> That's yeah, so crazy. Really yeah, and of course Rexroad probably he probably had Michigan State coming out of his season. You know, he probably <laughs> he had them in did. four times. You know, <laughs> and, and Michigan <laughs> losing in the first round for sure. Wow. There you uh, go. <laughs> hey, coach, I, I wanted to, you know, I just, I was looking at his roster earlier and, and I scrolled down to the coaches and I actually have a, a, a little connection to Belmont. I didn't realize this. And we were talking about officials earlier, coach. I used to be a, a high school official in Alabama. The first foul I ever called ever was on Mick. Hedgespeth, when he was playing at Crossville. So high school. That was the first. Uh, It it was one of those those summer camps where you're learning how to do what you're supposed to do. And (laughs) first foul I ever called was on Mick. He he was a you know all state guy, and I didn't know who he was. I just saw the six foot eight guy with his feet about seven feet wide on a screen, and I said, "No, that's too wide for a screen." So we're moving. We're going the other direction. (laughs) He was pretty upset. And I'm you sure he remembers it. There and for us. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? If you're going to cut your teeth on officiating, I'd say Crossville, Alabama is a good place to start. Ain't no doubt. Because <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody else is there. Uh, Coach, we appreciate your time as always and, and looking forward to watching the new era start the in the Valley and uh, with this new look program without Grayson Murphy and Moose and Caleb Hollander and – a lot of great ball players moving on, but I know you got several coming in, so we're looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Belmont's been a good program for a long time, so our plan is to keep it that way. But I appreciate you guys. I've enjoyed it. All right. Casey Alexander, Belmont men's basketball coach here on Main Street Sports today. Again, they're not the only conference that's going to look a lot different. Obviously, Belmont, Bradley, Duke – or Drake, not Duke. Goodness. Evansville. That would be interesting. <laughs> Wouldn't it? You know, but some of these – some of these – this area, Evansville, Illinois State, Indiana State, Missouri State even, that's not too far away from eastern Illinois, you know, southern Illinois, Edwardsville, SEMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not entirely crazy. You're just, just going a little bit farther yeah, northwest. Yeah, yeah. When you get into the northern Iowa's, the, you know, uh, the Bradleys and the Drakes and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But you also got to go to play the Sycamores of Indiana State, home of one Larry Bird. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, um, the different teams that are going to be coming in here to play Belmont, uh, it's just going to be different for these fans, I think, instead of seeing. Who the heck is Bradley? Mm -hmm. Bradley who? Yeah. Does anybody know what Bradley's mascot is? The Braves. Oh, they're they're <laughs> asking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Who do we beat this week? Beat beat the the what? <laughs> but I am a Braves fan. The the Bears. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For Missouri State, mm-hmm. sure. Um, it's interesting, and then you know other conferences that we talk about a lot here. Obviously, Conference USA is going to look a lot different with a FIU, Jacksonville State, Liberty. And uh, New Mexico State and Sam Houston joining the conference uh, for for basketball. A Sun coming out of yeah the A Sun's going to look entirely different. 
with Austin P heading over there to join Eastern Kentucky and Lipscomb. North Alabama obviously still in that. And then, I mean, it, it's it's truly going to be unique because, you know, when you when you think about Conference USA and the – they're only going to have like, I think, nine or ten teams. They're going from 14 or 15 to nine. So it's – They got rated. They did get rated. And, and it, it feels like – I don't care what anybody says. It just feels like they were completely and totally unprepared for it. I think they thought they were in a good place. And 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 I think that's the problem. <laughs> when you think you're in a good place, I mean, there's a real good chance that you're not. Yeah, the unfortunate part was that the American Conference was able to get teams like UTSA and North Texas to move and Rice. You know, all those Texas schools that you thought weren't going anywhere. Went. All went. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was having a conversation on Facebook. Um, not only was Conference USA unprepared, but it, it feels like to me that Western and Middle were unprepared as well. I, I mean, Western wasn't necessarily unprepared. The problem was that there, they, there, there was, was an all or nothing situation yeah. there. And yeah. And I don't think I think middle was middle was saying, "Listen, we're about to spend all our money on this new upgrade building project. Yeah, we we can. can't pay exit fees right now." And it just was bad timing. Yeah, it wasn't they were necessarily unprepared. It was just bad timing for middle. And the unfortunate well, part is, I that, mean, okay, what exit fees are? Marshall and Old Dominion and who are are they paying any exit fees? It doesn't I, sound like it. I don't it. know. That's a great question. We just we don't know the answer to that. Jacksonville State hasn't paid anybody. Yeah. So yeah, they've left two conferences <laughs> and yet to write a check. <laughs> <laughs> it says so much, doesn't it, Mo? Yeah, that's you all, just, yeah, right. <laughs> dip out. Yeah, it's like come get it. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shoot. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, but here's the thing: is Western and middle are in good spots. I mean, yeah, it kind of stinks to to be playing FIU and Liberty and La Tech, but then you think about it and you go, now, don't get me wrong, Sam Houston is a good football team. But they were a good FCS team. I'm just looking. How does that transfer? I'm, I'm looking forward to that. MTSU New Mexico softball series out at Las Cruces or wherever NMSU is. My guess, my guess is you would play New Mexico State and UTEP on one trip, right? I'd hope. Just make it a week. Make a week of it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. But I don't know. It's gonna the this conference and or, or even worse, New Mexico FIU, New Mexico State. Excuse me, FIU. Yeah. It's something. Huh? That's what Conference USA was trying to do from the start. And it didn't work. Whatever. Mm. They had to have somebody to pair up with UTEP, though. UTEP was just kind of stuck on an island 
So well, now if I use on an island, I mean, once you get past, which is, Cup. I don't think that Conference USA thought FAU and FIU, or I don't think it would be either or. I think they thought at least one of them, or both of them, or neither of them would leave. Right, and yet they did split up. So I mean, who who is the next closest school in this conference to FIU? Jackson will stay. Probably. Man, I mean, it's. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> and it's not well, maybe La Tech, but that's only because they're in a different direction. If you as a crow flies, it's definitely La Tech, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's anyway, bad. let's get to Wild and Wacky Wednesday, the weirdest and wildest news from across the world coming at you right next on Main Street Sports Today. <laughs> 